Hello, LA Kings fans, and welcome to episode 63 of the Kings Den, as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Jordy Cunningham. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 63 of the Kings Den. A lot to talk about, a lot to get into, but as always, before we get started, don't forget to follow us on social media at the Kings Den THPN. Of course, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. Check my personal Twitter out at Cunningham Jordy. Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. We're going to start posting on Instagram a lot more. And of co- I, we're, we're just growing here. We have so much exciting news here at the Hockey Podcast Network to talk about. That's all going to be that you're all going to learn about very shortly. We've had a bunch of meetings going on. There's a whole bunch of exciting stuff coming up around the network. And we're just going to keep growing. So you guys are going to know a lot more about that soon. As always, don't forget to follow us on YouTube as well as we have more video footage coming out. Uh, podcasts around the network are starting to film or stream their podcasts as well. So definitely check that out as well. And don't forget to check us out on Patreon for just $1. You can find all our all of our exclusive bonus content, bonus podcasts, our after hours show that we stream every second or third Saturday night. So definitely check that out as well at Patreon for just $1. You can find all our exclusive bonus content here at the Hockey Podcast Network. The King's Den, episode 63. It's the off season. There is still a ton to talk about, though. We are back with episodes. We're going to be back consistently with episodes of the King's Den as we lead up to the next season, whenever that next season is. It's sounding like start of January, they want to try to start it, but we have no idea when it's going to start, how it's going to look. We'll get into all that in the future, but... We have to talk about the events of this last week for the LA Kings, and that is the draft, a little bit of free agency, and a couple trades that Rob Blake made. So we have a lot to talk about here in episode 63 of the Kingston. We are going to start with the draft, just another great draft for Rob Blake and the LA Kings. And of course, huge shout out to head director of scouting, Mark Yanetti as well. They absolutely killed it in this draft again. The LA Kings already one of the top, one of if not the top prospect pool in hockey. We've talked about it a ton, as you know. It just got bigger and better after this draft. Of course, they had they had the three second rounders that which absolutely helped. They actually traded one of them, but we'll get into all, into all that right now. We'll start. Of course, it was no surprise. The LA Kings taking Quinton Byfield second overall. We talked about him last week. I wanted him as an LA King. He is and LA Kings just so so great to see they took him out of Sudbury great pick like I said as expected 6'4 215 can play both center and the wing just a fantastic balance of size skill and speed a comparison that that experts and analysis have to him is Anze Kopitar so hey you get to play with the player that you're compared with that's pretty cool as they're going to be future teammates so that's going to be pretty cool for Quinton Byfield as his comparable is Anze Kopitar. So that's that's a pretty cool thing in my mind. If your comparable is now your future teammate, that's a pretty good comparable. And Anze Kopitar, of course, is like one of the faces of the franchise of the LA Kings. He's been one of the best players for the Kings for the last decade. So that's a pretty cool, pretty cool comparable to have. So Kings fans, be excited for this kid. Quinton Byfield, he is he's gonna be the truth for this team. He's adding to this already huge prospect pool, and he is going to be one of the best players on this team. Also, a great, a, also a great note about Quinton Byfield. 
the second or the highest second overall that is the highest player of color drafted in the nhl so shout out quinton byfield highest player of color ever drafted into the nhl good for him great to see and how cool is this the the celebrity is in la already welcoming welcoming him to the city of, of la as magic johnson tweeted at quinton byfield snoop dogg made a video welcoming him to LA and Dave Roberts manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers in the middle of a playoff run making a video congratulating Quinton Byfield and welcoming him to the city so just very cool to, to see those three giving Quinton Byfield shout outs as hockey's exciting in LA and yes it's been tough times but it's just going to get but it's just going to grow with this prospect pool as this team's just going to get better and better again because this rebuild is going to be fast and it's going to be scary for all the other teams around the NHL. But very cool. QB, Snoop, Snoop calls Quinton Byfield QB. I think that's awesome. I think that I think that's going to stick after that. When Magic Johnson tweeted at him saying congratulations and welcome to LA, uh, Quinton Byfield tweeted back saying, I can play point guard if you ever want to play at some time. So pretty funny. Quinton Byfield, I think he's going to fit right in here to the city of LA. He loves it. And it seems like everyone's excited for him to become an LA King. So that's very, very exciting for him, for his family, and for, of course, the whole LA Kings organization. Rob Blake and Mark Giannetti should be proud of this pick. They should be proud that they had the chance to draft him. And a quick note. So the Kings have a bunch of other picks. We're going to get to all of them. The LA Kings, actually, they have all these prospects, all these high picks. They tried to trade to get another first-round pick late in the first round. They made seven different calls to try that. No call got past hello, according to Mark Yannetti, the head director of scouting. They tried. They wanted another first-rounder. Maybe it was Jake Neighbors. Maybe I... Remember last week in episode 62, I said I like Jake Neighbors. Maybe we can get him at 35th overall, high in the second round. He went, I think it was 25th or 27th overall, something like that, to the Flyers. Maybe they wanted him. I'm not sure. But the Kings tried to move up to get another first rounder, and it was no every single time. Didn't even get past. Hello. But the LA Kings still had a great draft with that 35th overall selection. They they took... <laughs> Some of these names, man, they're going to get me. I got to work on these. They presented Heg, Helg Grands, a six foot four, 200 pound, 18 year old defenseman. This kid's going to be good. I like this kid a lot. In mock drafts, he was as low as the third round and as high as a low first rounder. So I think the Kings were, uh, were happy that they got him at 35th overall. He is good with his decision and playmaking. He could be a power play force in the future. The one negative is he could use his size more again. 18 years old and he's 6'4", 200 pounds already. He's just going to keep growing. He has to use that size more. But I think he's going to be a force on the back end for the LA Kings in this future. And like I've said before, the decor is young on this team. But you're also learning from Drew Doughty. One of the best defensemen in the last 10 years. Like you're going to learn a lot from him. And I think, because Doughty's a guy that has size and is physical, but can also score. And I think Grands is going to learn from that, as from from Doughty as well. And then next, the LA Kings actually moved up in the draft. They made a trade. They traded their 51st overall selection and their 97th overall selection to 
Detroit for the 45th overall pick so they could draft 18-year-old defenseman Brock Faber out of the U.S. Junior Development Team. 5'11", 175 pounds, still a ton of room to grow, but the LA Kings saw something in this kid, Brock Faber, as he as they took him way ahead of what the mock drafts said. Mock drafts had Faber in the fifth round, and the LA Kings traded up to 45 to take him second. They thought someone else saw something in him, in, in him as well, and they were like, nope, we are going to take him. We need this kid. And he's not hes not going to be, he's not a flashy player. He's a stay-at-home defenseman. When, the more I read about this kid, the more I look into this kid, I, I compare him to Chris Tanev, the newest Flames defenseman. I think, I think, He's smart with the puck, Faber. He's smart with the puck. He's not really going to stand out. He's not going to be flashy, but he's smart with the puck. He makes the smart plays, and I think he's going to do that because that's someone that the LA Kings need, honestly. They don't really have that kind of guy right now. They need someone that's smart, stay at home, that's going to be – that can be a force in that role as well. And the LA Kings need that, and I think this kid can do that for the LA Kings in the future. Again, still just 18 years old, still – Tons of room to grow as well as he's only 5'11 and 175 pounds. He is committed to the University of Notre Dame, so he will be playing there next season. But I really like this kid. I think he can be a standout for the Flames in the years to come. Even though he's not a standout type of player, I think he's the type of player that the Kings needed for the future. So those were the two second round picks. Now we go to the third round, 65th overall, where the LA Kings took Casper <laughs> Samatol. Samatolev. Samatolev. Again, these names, man. I got to work on them. He's a right winger, 18-year-old. Small again, 5'8", but 180. Offense, offense, offense is this kid's game. There is The defense is what this kid needs to work on, but this kid is offense, offense, offense. He loves to score. He loves to find the soft spots in the offensive zone, and he is explosive. This is a kind of, this is a kind of player that fans like. They like to score. This kid likes to score. He's going to do that. He's out of Finland. He's going to do that for the LA Kings in the future. Again, explosive. Loves playing in the offensive zone. The defense is going to be the struggle with this kid. But the LA Kings will work on that. If you have a kid that loves to score, that's going to be good. That's good for your team. You don't. You can't win it. They say a good defense beats a good offense, which is true. But, hey, you can't win if you don't score. This kid loves to score goals. This kid is going to be a fourth and a steal in the third round for the L.A. Kings. I'm going to let Kings fans get ready for this kid. There's a lot of prospects to be excited about. This kid's going to be fun. Get ready for him. Then we go to the fourth round. And what do you know? The L.A. Kings got Lafreniere as well. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. That's It is funny. But the L.A. Kings take... Alex Lafreniere, a right winger, 5'11", 175, one of the older guys, one of two 2001-born, uh, one of the one of two players born in 2001 that the LA Kings took. All the rest of the players were born in 2002. This is one of the ones born in 2001. The LA Kings, they see something in this kid as well because he was projected to go in the seventh round in the last round. LA Kings saw something in him. He's a smaller guy with skill and good hands, and you know he's going to be smart because he has committed to play at Hartford this year. So a smart player that the LA Kings took in Alex Lafreniere. Lafreniere. This kid's going to be smart. Again, smaller. But again, the LA Kings have been real good. When you look at the team, they like to get people that can score, 
but can also rough up the body as well. And it's either smaller forwards that can score or the players that can kind of do both. You can kind of see it now that the LA Kings, they have Anderson Dolan, they have Kempe, they have these guys that can score, and they have guys that can score that will rough it up as well, like Terracott, like, like others. But there are some of these forwards that are kind of just scorers that, don't, that are like good with good skill wise and this kid is just gonna add to that pool of prospects there's kind of like groups of these prospects that we have and this kid is just gonna add to it as well again protected in the seventh round so the kings saw something in this kid as well then you go to the fourth round and the la kings take a goaltender in yuho markinen goaltender six one and a half check out this you know this kid's got room to grow 18 years old Six one and a half, only a hundred and forty-seven pounds. That is one skinny kid as a goaltender. He's got tons of room to grow, though. Again, another kid that the LA Kings see something in because he was projected in the seventh round as well. His dad actually was a goaltender for six seasons in the NHL for the Edmonton Oilers and the New York Rangers. His dad in his career. 43, 47, and 15 with a 2.7 goals against average and seven and seven shutouts. And his dad is currently the GM of the team that his son, Yuho, just got drafted from, the uh, Saipa in the, in the Leica League. Again, be excited for this kid as, as well. Again, ton of room to grow for a goaltender. Like, I couldn't imagine being 6'1". And still just 147 pounds. I've been 5'8", 170. I'm 25 years old. I've been 5'8", 170 for the past like three years. I'm like, I can't, this kid has so much more room to grow. It's unbelievable. And he's just going to keep growing into that goaltender body that he has. Now in the fifth round, I like this pick a lot as well. The LA Kings get Martin Kroenak. He's playing for Kingston right now in the OHL. He's from the Czech Republic. I like this kid a lot as well. There are negatives with him, but I think the LA Kings can turn him around because he is a scorer. He is an overall playmaker. He was projected in the second round. So the LA Kings got to steal with this kid and, Kro- and Kromanek. This kid is an absolute steal. Right wing, 6 foot, 180 pounds, just 18 years old still. Was projected in the second round, like I just said. With Kingston in the OHL last year, 33 points in 28 games. Great stick handling. He lacks explosiveness. Explosiveness, though. That's a, that's one part of his game. He's unselfish. He that's almost a fault in his game. He passes the puck too much. He needs to put the puck on net more. And the one thing he reminds me reading about this kid. He reminds me of Adrian Kempe from two seasons ago. He needs to be more consistent and a bit of everything. He needs to bring the he needs to bring intensity more often. There are some games where it looks like he's checked out, he's not interested. Kind of like Kings fans kind of saw in Kempe a little bit. But Kempe, he got more consistent last year. He learned I need to bring it every game. That's what this kid needs to work on as well. Kromanek. Sometimes he does he needs to be more consistent. And that's that's all. That's if that's one of your only faults, that's an easy fix. You gotta bring it more. He he will bring it more consistently. He has to learn about that. Again, he's still just 18, but great stink handling. And he'll work on his explosiveness as well. The LA Kings are great at working on explosiveness with players, and he'll work on that as well. Again, when you get a kid in the fifth round that was a projected second rounder, that is an absolute steal for the LA Kings. They're going to like this kid a lot. 
Yanetti was pumped about this pick. He loved getting this kid down in the fifth round. Just a great pick for the LA Kings. I love this pick. I think it's going to be a great pick as well. That was 127th overall, and I think there's great value with drafting Martin Kromanek to the LA Kings. Again, playing in Kingston, so he's used to the American ice as well. I think he is going to be a great fit in the future of the LA Kings. Now the Kings had a second fifth rounder where they took Ben Meehan out of Cedar Rapids, 139th overall. Again, six foot, 165 pounds, defenseman, another defenseman, which I like. A knee injury cost him last year. And I think the LA Kings were really happy with a low value pick here in Ben Meehan because he was projected to go higher as well. But his knee injury cost him. The LA Kings steal him late in the fifth round. He's committed to UMass Lowell. A knee injury again cost him last year. But he's very confident with the puck. He has a good he has good skating ability. And he has smart hockey IQ, which you need, of course, in the NHL. Mark Ionetti called him a jack of all trades. He can do a little bit of everything. He can power, He can play on the power play. He can play on the penalty kill. He's he's has he's good everywhere in his game. He's confident. He's good stick handling. Good hockey IQ. I think the LA Kings got another steal in this kid as well. And Ben Meehan again a knee injury cost him last year, but I think he's still young. He's going to recover from that, right? He's very confident, and I think this is going to be a great pick as well. And then the LA Kings had their seventh rounder where they took. A two, Jansom, great name. A two, Jansom, that is an outstanding name. He's a right winger. The Kings took him in the seventh round, and they were actually very happy with taking this kid in the seventh round because they were a kid that they never really got a good look at. And then the COVID pause kind of helped them get a good look, get a better look at him because COVID wasn't as bad overseas. They were playing hockey during the summer in Finland. The LA Kings took a look at this kid and said, we like this kid. We want to give him a chance. A right winger played in Finland again during the summer and the Kings got got the chance to take a longer look at him and they liked him a lot. So they really like this kid as well. So that is it for your for the draft for the 2020 draft for your LA Kings as they take Byfield, Grands, Faber, Samtaloth, Lafreniere, not Alexei, Alex Lafreniere, uh, Markinen, Kromanok, Meehan, and Jansom, Jansen, Jamson. And I think this is a great draft. Again, Marchionetti was over the moon about this draft. He loved this draft for his team. Rob Blake and Marchionetti should be tr- should be truly proud about this draft and truly proud at the prospect pool that they have grown because it is unbelievable. It is easily first in the NHL. No doubt about that you know, think about this you're adding byfield grands favor all these guys to a prospect pool that already includes Ta- uh turcott madden anderson clay like anderson dolan like that it goes on the list is stupid bornfoot uh peterson and net this list is unbelievable the prospect pool is unbelievable for this team and this rebuild is gonna be quick for the LA Kings. And I know you have to trust the process on rebuilds because it is tough as well. You have to be patient. There are still going to be, there still has to be a lot of patience with this LA Kings team. Trust me. But the LA Kings are over the moon about this draft. And as a fan, you should be too. And I've talked, you know, I've talked at length about how good this prospect pool is. Over the last 62 episodes, you can go listen to any single one of them. I've said 
how good this prospect pool is. And it is just going to get better. It is truly unbelievable how good this prospect pool is. And it's just going to get better and better. In my mind, like I've said many times, again, you can go check out all the old episodes. Please do. If this is your first one, please go check out the old episodes. But if you go listen to any one of the, of the older episodes, I said that this is the top prospect pool in hockey. And it just got better. It just got better. It's facts. It is. There's no denying that Quinton Byfield is going to be a star. And all these players could have a big impact for the Kings in the future. This team is going to be good, folks. It's going to take a couple of years still. It depend, And it depends on what the NHL is going to look like in these crazy times that we're living in. But trust me, this team is going to be good. You just have to be patient with them. And they have great leaders that they're going to learn from, like we've talked about. Kopitar, Doughty, Brown, Carter. They're going to learn from these players. And it's Doughty. They, they have a lot to learn, these young guys, but they have a great leadership uh, group to learn from in the in Doughty, Kopitar, Brown, Carter, etc. They have a great group to learn from. Kings fans, be excited about be excited about this about the prospect pool and the future because it's only only going to get better. It just is. Now we have a couple other things to discuss here on episode 63 of the Kings Den. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 63. Again, we are going to have it is off season now. I know we I know I wasn't doing playoffs during I wasn't doing episodes during the playoffs. I'm going to be doing episodes now as we lead up to the next season. Whenever that happens again, they're hoping for January 1st, but again, we'll let you know when we know when that happens. Uh starting in November, we will be going back to two episodes a week on Mondays and Thursdays, but we will let you know about that when that happens as well. There are a couple trades that the LA Kings made this week as well that Rob Blake pulled the trigger on that I love as well. One happened just as uh, one happened after I recorded the episode 62 last week. So it might've been news when the episode was out, but let's talk about it now. Oli Mata coming to the LA Kings. I like this trade a lot for the LA Kings. Again, he's another, he's, he wasn't in Chicago's plans for some reason. I who knows why? Because maybe it's a little bit of a cap hit because they have so much money. Because Chicago has so much money in Taze and Kane. But man, you got to make room for this kid. Like he's still just twenty six, I believe, about to turn twenty seven. He was Pitts. He was the Penguins' twenty second overall pick in twenty twelve. He spent. He's had seven seasons in the league. Six in Pittsburgh. One in Chicago. 29 goals, 95 assists, and a plus 61 in 427 career games. Won the cup with the Penguins. Man, like, this was almost a steal for the LA Kings. They got him for prospect Brad Morrison, who wasn't really a high prospect anyways. Like, this is an absolute steal for the LA Kings, getting Ole Mata, man. He's going to be, and he's going to help this blue line a lot. He's one of the in-between guys, kind of like we talked about with Toffoli last year. Like, not quite a veteran, but not a, not a young guy either. He has experience. Again, he's entering his eighth season in the league, so he has experience. He's going to be good for the young defensemen on this team as well, helping them out. And I think he's going to be great for the LA Kings. I think he's really going to help out as not only like just playing wise, but as a mentor for the young defenseman as well, helping with Doughty. It's an upgrade over players like Ben Hudden and Ledoux last year. That's just, that's just facts. So like, and Ryan. So Ole Mata, he's going to be, he's going to help out this blue line for sure. I really like this move for the LA Kings. Cause it's just going to, 
It's just going to help grow the LA Kings. And Ole Mata is a player. He's going to help the LA Kings a lot. And then another trade. This happened on early day two of the draft. And this is a very underrated, underrated trade. I don't think people realize that this trade has huge potential for the LA Kings. The LA Kings had the 60th overall pick in the draft. They traded it to the New York Rangers for Lars for Laz Anderson. This could be a massive, massive steal for Rob Blake. This trade has huge upside. Anderson, he's a centerman. He's about to turn 23. He needed a fresh start. He has struggled in New York. He hasn't been the player that they thought they were because they drafted him 7th overall in 2017. Yeah, that's a high number. It is. He should be better. He has struggled over the last three seasons as a New York Ranger. Just 9 points, 6 goals, 3 assists, and a minus 20 in 6 games. Again, that's far from good enough when you're 7th overall. But I think this is just a kid that needs a fresh start, and I think he's going to help this help this team out a lot. Again, you could argue the fact I, I've thought about, I've thought about this trade and you could argue the fact that he could be like the the next season Nikolai Prohorkin where you see what he has if he doesn't work out you let him go sort of thing but I think this one has way more upside than Nikolai Prohorkin Nikolai Prohorkin was a 26 year old rookie that just didn't work out and you had a feeling it kind of wasn't going to really work out this kid is just turning 20 I think he turns 23 on on Tuesday Monday or Tuesday, he turns 23. There is still a ton of upside with this kid. Yeah, just nine points in six, six career games and a minus 20. But I think a change of scenery is going to help him. LA, not as big of a hockey market as the New York Rangers. That's just facts. I know, I know it's a big city, LA, but that is just facts because this is a town that the Lakers and Clippers and Dodgers and Angels dominate But and Rams. But get excited because this kid he's going to turn it around here in LA he's going to find his game he's going to turn it around in LA and this is going to be a steal for the LA Kings this is going to be a great trade by Rob Blake because this is going to be an absolute steal and trust me on this take it to the bank this kid is going to work out in LA he's going to turn his game around under under Todd McClellan and the coaching staff of the LA Kings this kid is going to be great for the LA Kings now we have one more thing to talk about, but before we talk about that, we're get, well here. We're getting into free agency. Free agency has begun. We are going to talk about that, but one more time, I want to shout out the Bolts broadcast here at the Hockey Podcast Network. Congratulations to them for their Tampa Bay Lightning winning the Stanley Cup. There might be a player that the LA Kings are maybe interested in from Tampa Bay and their recent Cup-winning team. Just a thought I've been thinking about. But before we do that, let's shout out the Bolts, bro- the Bolts broadcast here at the Hockey Podcast Network. Do you want a true champion's perspective? Well, come on over to the Bolts broadcast, where we talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning, have some friendly banter, and of course, hockey name of the day. If you pronounce it, you can get it. Anthony Nunschwander. Ah, you didn't pronounce it right. An- Anthony? Anthony Nunschwander. It's, it's N-E-U-E-N. It's Neuenschwander. Anthony Neuenschwander. Dude, I always slept in German class, so I don't know I don't know how you expected me to put that together. Come on. You only took it for four years. I took it for two. I took it for two years? Oh, no. Jado yeah. took it that long. 
I, I took it for two years and was like asleep in all of German too. Oh, you you, you only took it in, in uh, junior high. You didn't take yeah. it in high school at all. No. Yeah, she sent us across the hallway, and it was like me and I don't know five other people, and all we did was just goof off because it was an empty room of just us while she was too busy yelling at you guys because you guys were a terrible <laughs> class. No. <laughs> We were in terrible class. A couple people were terrible people. Uh, not going to mention names. Not going to call it anybody in this pod. It was Chase Crawshaw. <laughs> it was 100% not me. Oh, boy. I know a couple of those names, but uh, yeah, it's a good point, Chase. We won't mention those here. New episodes every Monday, only on the Hockey Podcast Network. So there you have it. Check out the boys, Mike and Chase, with the Bolt Broadcast Podcast here at the Hockey Podcast Network. Congratulate them on their team being Stanley Cup champions. And there's a player that Tampa Bay just released, that the LA Kings, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they give him a chance. He's been with Tampa for a while, but still a young guy, might just need another fresh start. But before we get to that, it's just an idea I have with him, but let's just talk about the rest of free agency on the start of it. First, again, like I said last week, smart of Rob Blake, you don't need to sign a big fish yet. The LA Kings haven't made one signing yet which is good. They got to wait. There, there is some spaces that they need to fill, obviously, but I think they want to trust the young guys as well. LA Kings still have over $13.5 of cap space, so they have tons of room if they do want to sign guys, but it is not the right time to be a buyer to bring a big fish in because you have to trust your prospects, and that's what LA Kings want to do. Rob Blake and Todd McCollum, they want to be smart about it. They want to trust the prospects, and that's what they're doing. Like I said, no need to sign a big fish. I thought the one... There's one big fish, kind of meat, big, yeah, medium to big size fish that I thought the LA Kings might be in on, and that was Troy Stetcher, former Canucks defenseman, spent his whole career with the Canucks. He's still a young guy, but he's been around the league for four years now. I thought he was a guy that the LA Kings might be interested in because he could fit into this defense, but that wasn't the case as Stetcher signed in Detroit with the Red Wings. So I thought that was the biggest name that the LA Kings could have gone after. That didn't happen. They haven't signed anyone yet. Uh, when free agency started, Trevor Lewis, Ben Hudden, Tim Schaller, Ledoux, Paul Ledoux, and Joachim Ryan all became free agents. I don't expect any of them to be back. Shout out Trevor Lewis, his whole career with the LA Kings. Thank you, Trevor Lewis, being a part of cup runs and such back in the day a few years ago. But none of those guys, I don't think they are coming back. They all became unrestricted free agents when free agency opened the other day. And... Just going over free agency quickly. No news on Tyler Toffoli yet, the former LA King. He hasn't signed anywhere yet. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up back in Vancouver, but we'll see what happens with Tyler Toffoli. And old friend alert, shout out Derek Forbert. Of course, as we know, the Kings traded him to Calgary at the trade deadline last year. He signed a one-year deal worth $1 million in Winnipeg. Good depth defenseman signing for the Winnipeg Jets who need it because their defense is just a struggle bus. That's for sure. But here's where I want to bring in Tampa Bay into the conversation for a second. A bit of a surprise, because they had him long-term, they signed him long-term, but the LA Kings, or but the Tampa Bay Lightning, they bought out Tyler, Tf- or Tyler Toffoli. They bought out Tyler Johnson, who cleared waivers. So Tyler Johnson is a free agent. This may be a guy that the LA Kings are interested in, that the LA Kings should be interested in. Smaller guy, but he could help out. He could help out this LA Kings team a lot. Again, just won a cup. He's played with the Lightning his whole career. So he has a ton of experience. Played with just some absolute 
dudes at that Tampa Bay team in Stamkos and Kucherov. He's still, he's only 30 years old. He's from Spokane, Washington. 339 points in 534 career games is nothing to sniff at. He had 31 points in 65 career games last year. Again, he's playing for a top-notch team in Tampa Bay like he did his whole career. But again, just 5'8", 183 pounds, but he's a gritty guy. He loves to, he's a, yeah, like I said, a gritty guy, eight years, all Tampa Bay. They bought him out. The LA Kings can give him a chance. He scored 29 goals in a se- twice in a season before. He doesn't get hurt very often. I think the LA Kings could maybe give him a chance, like a two-year deal maybe. I know he, he probably wants his bread. He probably wants to secure the bag, probably wants to get that money again. But I think that the LA Kings, this is a guy, I know you said don't get a big fish, don't go after a big fish, but this is a guy that can bring a little bit of experience to this team. And I know you want to trust the young guys, but if you can sign Tyler Johnson on like a one-year, two-year deal, he could be a huge help for this team. I really think he could be, and it's something that I think Rob Blake should really ponder. Again, I've been, I've, I just said it, I've been all on the fact, don't sign a big name, you don't need it. But I wouldn't mind Tyler Johnson for a year or two to help this team out. And you sign him for a year or two, you trade him. Or you sign him for a two-year deal. That you could do what the Canucks did have, are doing with Braden Holtby. The Vancouver Canucks have signed Braden Holtby to replace Jacob Markstrom on a two-year deal. But they they signed that contract and they straight up said to him, we're signing you to this two-year deal, but we are exposing you to Seattle for the draft after next season. And you know what? The LA Kings should do that with Tyler Johnson. Sign him to a two-year deal. Yeah, actually, the more I talk about this, the LA Kings better do this. Sign Tyler Johnson to a tier deal. Tell him straight up, we're going to expose you to Seattle after the first year. And then Seattle's going to take him. I know there's been talk that Seattle should take Jonathan Quick, and I think that might happen as well in the extension shift. But you can make a deal to take both because Tyler Johnson from Spokane, Washington, close city to Seattle, I think he'll want to play for his hometown team because that is going to be his hometown team. Spokane is just a few hours from Seattle. I think Tyler Johnson should play or should sign with LA Kings for two years and then the LA Kings should expose him to Seattle. I think that's what should happen. The more I talk about this, the more it just makes too much sense. This should happen. Rob Blake, go sign Tyler Johnson. He's going to be a player, a great player to help the young guys for the for a season and then let him go to Seattle. Rob Blake, please do this. The more I talk about it, I'm convinced this should happen. Rob Blake, please do this. This has been episode 63 of the Kings Den. Thank you so much for joining us again. So much to talk about. Again, exciting times for the LA Kings. This prospect pool is just getting better and better. Quinton Byfield, all the great players that the LA Kings drafted. This prospect pool is scary, man. This rebuild is going to be a lot faster than fans think. You can see fans of other teams talk about it already. Man, LA Kings, their rebuild is going to be quick, and it is. It's going to be true, so get ready for that. Uh, get ready for that. Be excited, LA Kings fans. Be excited for the moves that Rob Blake is making. He's a smart man, and they have made some great moves. It's Again, there's still going to be some growing pains over the next year or two, but this rebuild is going to be a lot faster than people think. Get ready for it. I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. This has been episode 63 of the Kings Den. As always, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Cunningham Jordy. Don't forget to follow the Kings Den on Twitter at the Kings Den THPN. I think I'm going to make an Instagram page for the Kings Den as well, but I will let you know about that after a few more meetings that we are having here at the Hockey Podcast Network. 
Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on YouTube, as once again, we are continuing to put out more video footage on YouTube, so check that out at the Hockey Podcast Network. And check us out on Patreon for just $1. You can find all of the Hockey Podcast Network's exclusive bonus content from every podcast around the whole network. Because again, I think it's like 35 podcasts we have or something like that. It is a crazy number we have. Of course, one for every team. And then, of course, House of Hockey, uh, the Europod podcast, a bunch of different ones. So definitely check them all out as well, all across the whole network. Of course, check out check us out here at the Kingston, but check out every single podcast around the Hockey Podcast Network as well, because everyone does such a great job here at the network. Check them check them all out around the network. And going back to Patreon for one second, on top of exclusive bonus uh, content for just one dollar, you can check out all of our after hours content over there as well. A show that we do here at the network every second or third Saturday, we stream it live. But if you miss it, it'll be on Patreon for just one dollar. So just check that out as well, thank you so much for joining us for episode 63 of the King's Den. As you know, I host the King's Den, but I live just outside Vancouver. I am Canadian. It is Canadian Thanksgiving. So to our Canadian listeners, have a great Thanksgiving. To our American listeners, have a great Columbus Day, because I believe it's Columbus Day on Monday. So have a great weekend. Have a great week. There's going to be a lot more King's News this week. Hopefully, hey, maybe they might make some signings this week. So thank you for listening to episode 63 of the King's Den. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you next Monday.